everybody, Chris here. Uh, John and myself wanted to just say quickly before we started this episode that we hope, of course, everybody is safe. Um, everybody's uh, taking care of themselves during these crazy times. Uh, also wanted to mention, hey, listen, we did a Facebook Live on Friday on our Facebook page at 124Go explaining some of the details as we understand them of the bill that just got passed um, on Friday by the president to offer assistance to businesses um, to help their employees uh, and also stay afloat during this time. Um, it's a pretty big bill. It's about 800 pages. We had myself, Brian Perdue, John Palmieri, and Tammy Cosper. Uh, Tammy's our COO. She was actually the COO of the largest book distributorship on the planet before uh, she retired and came to work with Brian uh, over at the Salon 124 Group. So she has a vast amount of knowledge and understanding around HR, uh, business, and those issues. She read the entire 800-page bill on Friday um, and broke down some bullet points for us to share that might help um, almost every level of salon professional. So there's a lot of uh, details going around for salons. Uh, how do I get this assistance? What's the fastest, easiest, and most efficient way to do that? Uh, check out that video if you're looking for that. Also, for stylists and independent contractors, there's a lot of interesting things going on with temporary unemployment opportunities that you may not be aware of. Um, and we talk a little bit about some of that in that video as well. So uh, it's at 124Go on Facebook. Um, I'm going to be making an edited version of that video and reposting it uh, actually by tomorrow morning. So, actually, well, if you're listening to this on Monday, then it's already out there. So, um, like I said, we hope everybody's safe. We know we're navigating through some crazy times, which is why we wanted to bring you this episode. So, hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to be talking about how to, how to navigate these uncertain times. We have an amazing expert, Sarah Harvey, joining us. So, I'm going to shut up now, and we're going to get into the episode. Uh, bye, everybody. Hope you're safe. Hope to see you soon. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shop Talk Podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Sulman, and as usual, sitting here with my great friend, Mr. John Palmieri. And um, we... You know, I think I need to change my name. <laughs> no, it sounds good. People don't get sick of it. I can promise you that. Ah! <laughs> um, and we, you know, we're making light today. We have an incredible topic on our hands today. You know, we're, we're sitting here in front of something that, you know, we were kind of warming up for this conversation, and I was admittedly saying I've been ignoring, but it's grown bigger than, you know, uh, it's grown bigger than, you know, the thing that I can close my eyes for a week for. Bigger than Elvis? Bigger than, um, it's, yeah, I would say it's yeah, pretty close. I'd say it's pretty, certainly right now, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um... But uh, we find ourselves in week one for our salons um, of a closure that is has now been extended to three weeks. It could be extended to six through things that we're hearing. We don't know. Um, you know, we're in week two and three for some salons who, um, you know, independent salons or depending on what state you were based on this pandemic that's been happening called the coronavirus. Um, and, you know, we started to realize and recognize that you know th these times are unprecedented it's brand new we haven't lived through anything like this yet or in our lifetimes mm -hmm. um and that people are fearful they're freaking out they're freaking out mm -hmm. and um you know we started to think about people that we had had on the show before people that we'd come across who might be able to bring us a conversation and maybe give us some guidance maybe just some you know words of inspiration or, or or words of you know hope if you will uh through times like this and so we reached out to somebody we've had on the show before her name is sarah harvey and she's with us so first of all welcome sarah thank you for being here so so thank you chris and john for the invitation to be a part of this conversation because it's incredibly relevant and really important and as we begin to dialogue about change and uncertainty and the fear associated with it we actually bring it out into the light and we create connection and awareness and that is what takes us to the other side of this issue and helps us show up in a transformed state once we get to the other side so i yeah. thank you for being so relevant and having and willing to have a conversation like this and um, invite others in as well 
No, thank you. And thank you. You know, we, you don't live inside of our industry, but we met at an industry event. We were at the Erosio uh, Experience, I think it was called, um, in, you know, New York uh, uh, sometime last October, I want to say, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Great event, by the way. Yeah. And we, we had a chance to listen to some people that we don't always get the opportunity to listen to share. And that's where we met. And so if you hadn't, heard, if you didn't hear that podcast, um, I want, I want to kind of let the audience know, give a little bit of your bio on why we reached out to you. And so, um, first of all, currently you're the founder of a group called Intelligence Coaching, um, which is, I believe all about empowering, um, you know, people to do their best, be their best, mindfulness, that sort of thing. And your background came through the experience of your, your certified meditation, mind, body, um, health instructor. And that came through years of experience at the Chopra center in which you were the COO. And so anybody that's into meditation and, you know, mindfulness is certainly if you were in the early two thousands and kind of lived through that experience, the name Deepak Chopra would have been synonymous to, you know, studies. And so you were in that world for a long time. You're also a Gallup strength, uh, certified strength coach, and you've just had years of C-suite experience. And so for the hairdresser that's listening, if you don't know what C-suite experience means, it's that CEO, COO, CFO. It's, these, are, these are people that lead companies and organizations, um, whether it be through vision, whether it be through operations, organization, leadership. And so it's a really refined group of people that live inside of that world because these are the people that give us guidance on a daily basis. And so, uh, Sarah, I think you're the perfect person to have this discussion with today. And again, we really thank you for being here. Um, That said, I know we want to dive into it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to pitch it to John. I'm watching you formulate your your new avenue, because Mm -hmm. I know you're not going to ask the same question we always start out with. I'm not uh, going to ask the same question, but (laughs) um, what I am going to ask is this, is... I think one of the things is there's a lot of, I used the word freak out earlier, but I also think there's a lot of worry, um, and I'm going to use that word purposefully, because I think one of the things that becomes a challenge, as I've always heard, you know, and I think we've all heard this before, is that if you can't do anything about it, don't worry about it, right? Uh, in other words, putting all that energy, effort, and time into worry doesn't really do anybody any good. Um, it becomes counterproductive, and it just kind of drains you. But that's a whole lot easier said than done, right? Um, so let's let's start with that journey. Let's start with that journey of, you know what? I'm worried. I'm fearful, right? And let's talk about what does that mean for me as a person? How does that affect my day-to-day operations? Because next I want to go, if this is how worry and anxiety affects us, then we can start talking about some strategies to deal with that. Um, and so let's start there. Is that okay? So tell us about... Tell us about worry. Where does that come from uh, from us as humans? Where does that fear, you know, short of a tiger chasing us down the street, right, which we can see, we worry about things that we can't necessarily put our hands on or, or look straight in the eye. Um, let's talk about that a bit if we could. Worry stems from uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Right? And as we're going through change, it's a guarantee that there's going to be uncertainty. So of course, worry is going to rise because when there's uncertainty, the default response is fight, flight, or freeze, Mm -hmm. right? And we know that's an ego response. So immediately we want to recoil. We want to retract. We want to move into safety when, when things are uncertain. But let's acknowledge that a part of change is uncertainty. And that doesn't necessarily mean something bad. It just means that there's kind of, we're in a space of not knowingness. And so we've got to, we've got to be able to sit in that and be a little bit okay with that and not try to jump out of as, as fast as we can, because in that space of uncertainty lies all possibilities. Okay. And if we, if we jump too quickly, we actually miss out on opportunities. Are we as humans just wired that way? Meaning, you know, you said uncertainty, you know, can bring positive change. It can bring, you know, negativity as well. But are we as humans wired to think of that in a negative aspect? Is that why we go there so quickly? 
Well, if you think about it from the earliest moments of human beings, we were, we were out there hunting, hunting the bear, hunting the tiger, right? We were, we were, that was our survival mode. That's how we, how we survive. Now today it's a little bit different. We're not in, in that kind of space, but the truth is there's a part of our brain that's still wired for that. So through awareness, instead of reacting to this uncertainty, we come at it by responding to it, which means we become conscious. And there's nothing wrong, by the way, there's nothing wrong with being fearful or, or having anxiety or, or doubt or concern. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the healthiest humans are the ones who are expressing the fullest range of emotions. But what they're doing is they're experiencing those emotions, they're observing and noting them, mm -hmm. and then they're letting them pass through. It's when they sit in our gut or they sit in our heart or they get stuck in our heads that they start haunting us, right? And they start driving how we behave going forward. So there's this idea of just consciously releasing those emotions, letting them go, right? Letting them pass. So it becomes very important in these times of change that we start managing our mind yeah. instead of our mind managing us. It's super interesting that you just said the, you know, people that experience the full range of emotions. And the reason why is just I very vividly had a just kind of a flash of, you know, maybe a, a, a friend in my life. I'm going to I'm going to vision this person as female and watching them walk through a hard time and seeing them kind of fluctuate between their worst and their best and it's it is almost now that you said that it's almost palpable to see somebody have a breakdown if you will a meltdown mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know you see them a week later and they look like they've been rebirthed right it's like they experienced it they washed it out and i've never made that connection until right now you saying that because I think we spend a lot of time right now or uh, burying things and, you know, right, holding on to it. And I, it's, it's been very interesting these past couple of weeks to watch mm -hmm. because even though we're, we're watching people in fear, now that we're kind of trucking into this a little bit, you know, we were on the phone earlier with some of our other people and there, while, while there was this real tenseness in the beginning and certainly businesses are going to go be going through a lot of you know figuring out what's going to happen blah 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 blah. there's also been this little i'm really enjoying this time it's interesting that you brought that up because i think a lot of us think that we have to hide yeah so a, pa a pause right and we're in a pause right now yeah right so a pause is an opportunity for all of us. And it's interesting that you talk about, you know, the, ex the experience of emotions that you've observed, but haven't you also been seeing the, the experience of the human spirit come to life, come sure. to life, right? You've seen businesses who are saying, oh, we used to produce cars, but now we're producing, you know, masks and we're producing hand sanitizer, right? So, so it, it, as, even as a small business owner, it's an opportunity during this pause to say, okay, my business might be shut down, but how can I serve? And how do I want to show up after this pandemic comes to it, comes to a close and subsides? How do I want to show up in my business? How do I want my team to look? How do I want my, how do I want to serve my customers? We can just go back to business as usual. That's an option. Sure. But on the other hand, this is a time where we can stop right? Create some space up here and get into that creative mode and actually say, Hey, wait a minute, what's possible right now? Because I'm in a pause, right? I, I have actually more time than I've ever had in my life to do things that maybe I was making excuses for that I didn't have time for. So that's opportunity. Let me ask you another question. You know, we talk about this, you know, this pause, right? And we talk about letting these emotions kind of pass through us for some folks. I want to set this up with our large number, if not the vast majority of the people that we work with are, are women, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think some people tend to have a harder time letting those emotions pass through. We tend to hold on to them longer. Um, I don't know if I see that more with women because I've just worked with women all day. 
or if that's actually the case. And I don't want to paint the world with a wide brush, but what I do want to know is why do some people, regardless of their gender, seem to hold on to those emotions almost an unhealthy length of time, and other people have a tendency to let them go pretty quickly? And, I'll, and I would guess that some people maybe let them go a little too quickly. They don't actually don't let them process either. Yeah. Right? Is, is there an actual, what is the healthy length of, you know, what is, what? what? Yeah, and I want an exact number of time because I want to be able to know what I well, can let mine go. Well, you know, in, in the case of where we're at, yeah. what is appropriate as far as timeline response? Like, like I think so, there's so many different types of reactions. Sure, yeah. Um. And just in your kind of view or lens of the world right now, like how should people actually be reacting or feeling like what's what's natural to go like, it's okay that I feel this way right right now. So every emotion is okay. Every emotion is okay. It's okay to feel excitement right now because you see a new opportunity that's bubbling up. It's okay. It's okay to be scared out of your wits right now because you're not sure how you're going to pay your bills. And, and, and the, denying either ends of those spectrums mm. is actually denying authenticity to yourself, okay. right? So the most important thing is not how long can I express this emotion or is this one okay and this one's not okay, but it's really about how do I, how do I be authentic to myself, mm-hmm. right? Because it's in that authenticity that gives everybody else the opportunity to be authentic as well, right? So that's what invites conversation and that's what invites processing, right? Just the fact that we're here talking about this, right? We're little insights we're getting we're getting pieces of wisdom that everybody else can take advantage of as well right so we're helping to further and we're helping to move ourselves further down the path which is really what what we need as humans you know so so it's whatever emotion you're having is okay Mm -hmm. right don't condemn yourself but maybe what you want to do and what i usually do in a time like this is i get into inquiry right i start asking questions Mm -hmm. And I want to ask questions that are going to move me further down this path, not get me further mired in my story, but actually move. So, you know, what's, what are the possibilities for me in this situation? What's the best that could happen out of this situation for me? What would it take for me to be in service to others in this situation? Like those are the kind of questions that take the emotions that we're experiencing and give them a place and a home that's actually going to make a difference okay. today and when we get back to business as usual. As somebody who, you know, I, I saw you kind of looking down at some notes. As someone who does this for a living, right, meaning helping other people kind of transition through times like this, do you have to yourself write those questions down as you've done for us and kind of ask them for yourself? Does it get to a point where you just start thinking that way? Uh, you know, what does that process look like for you? Well, I actually enjoy the thinking process. Yeah. So, so writing the notes down is an opportunity to digest it, mm-hmm. step away from it, come back to it and say, is that how I feel? Is that, is that, does that really make sense? Yeah. You know, is that true? It gives me that opportunity. So it's not just this constant rumination, right? Ooh, 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 ooh. But actually it takes it here, puts it down on paper and, and, and I can massage it almost, right? And I can, I can re-articulate it and I can, I can look at something and say, actually, that's not even true. Why am I like stuck in that thought? Right. What if I was to think something different, right? So that's, the, the writing it down is a digestion process for me, right? And it's, it's, it's like, you think about it, it's like when you, when you eat food, right? You, your body takes it in, you digest it, process it, absorb it and eliminate it. And that's what we want to do with our emotions as well, right? Take them in, get the use out of them, allow them to have their purpose in place, and then let them go, eliminate them, you know? If I'm, um, if I'm a leader, manager of a small company, small business, and a lot of our, you know, a lot of our listeners are that, you know, how do we help the people that we're responsible for, the people that, you know, we care for and look out for, how do we help them with a process like that? Like I'm thinking in my head, not that it would be this, right? But that's like, that's a great staff meeting, right? Let's get everybody to sit down and think about these processes and think how they're affecting you and think how they make you feel. Now, of course, not everybody's in the building, so we, we can't do that. But what are, some, what are some thoughts as a leader or a manager of a smaller company? How do we help our employees and our team 
kind of work their way through what you just suggested? Because that sounds great. The first thing that your team members, your employees are going to want to know is that this is real for you. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I'm struggling like you are. I need you. And I hope you need me because we're better together. You bring a certain set of talents. I bring a certain set of talents together. Those talents are much more significant than they are apart. Sure. So, so if the leader starts from a state of vulnerability, from a place of honesty, mm. from saying, yeah, yeah, I get scared too. Right. The employees don't want to run away from that. They actually want to lean in and say, well, here's what I could give. Here's how I could offer. Right. Right? So, so that's where the leader starts. The leader starts from a place of I'm experiencing what you are experiencing. We're, we're the same mm -hmm. in that. So don't, don't be deceived. Right. And what I don't know, you know, and what, what, you know, I don't know. So we, that's why together we can actually create something really magical. And, you know, we get to be creative right now in how we connect. Don't we? Like we, we, we're not coming face to face with people like we were and humans love to be face to face human it's human nature to want to connect so even though we're in a in a time period of social distancing and sheltering in and all the terms that come to life it is incumbent upon us and critical to our employees to our our friends to our community to our family to figure out how to connect, right? Look at us. We're, we're not in the same state and, and we're having this amazing conversation right here this morning, connecting and it's great, right? So is it ideal? I don't know, maybe not, right? But it, but it, it's making it happen. So don't hide behind, you know, this like, well, I have to stay inside. I can't connect with anybody. It's actually not true. Find a creative way to do that, you know? And sometimes it's so simple as let it literally go old fashioned get a card, hand write a card to your employees, put it in the mail and send it to them. Like how strange would that be? How wonderful to receive a little card saying, just wanted to let you know, I was thinking about you today, super excited to get back to work. Like it seems small, but like, that's what people need. You know, I want to give out, uh, there's a couple of pieces here I want to touch base on to illustrate your point, which I didn't know was coming, but now that I've heard it, you know, I'm going to take advantage of it. I want to give a shout out to the guy that owns our company, Brian Purdue. One of the things that Brian's done every day since this, you know, um, pandemic started um, and before we actually closed is he does a Facebook live every night at nine o'clock. Um, it's internal, right? Uh, meaning it's only on our internal Facebook page, you know, private to our group. And every night, the amount of comments that I see, you know, from the team, Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And Brian does the same thing you just talked about. You know, this is real for him. You know, this is where, where we use family. It's one of our core values as a company. You know, we are stronger together. All the touch points you just brought up are all the things I've heard Brian say in his nightly conversations. And the great thing is, is it hasn't changed the atmosphere in regards to the, you know, we're still shut down, right? We're still closed. But I think people's ability to process has been so much better since he does those nightly calls. The part that I find really interesting is I'll usually sit in the house at the kitchen table and, and listen to it at 9 o'clock at night. And my wife will come over and she likes watching them too. Now she's not getting you know that kind of feedback from where she works. And, and that's neither good nor bad. It's just I find it interesting that she gets comforted listening to the guy that owns our company because he's providing that opportunity for her to process and digest. We lean into connection, yeah. even yeah. if it's, even if it's a, a different level of connection, right? She, there's something about her yeah. that is craving that connection. So she's coming over to the call with you. Yeah. She, she wants to, she wants to participate in it. Right. And you know what? I think you can also encourage her to be the change she wants to see in the world, right? Sure. Mahatma yeah. Gandhi, like be that change. And if it's not happening in your company, one, can you suggest it? Two, could you lead it? Yeah. Because it's that's available to, for anybody. And the something really interesting that happened this morning because you know I think there's value in telling the story. Now, Brian came to us this morning because he got a really great text message, and he didn't share with us who the text message came from. And to tell you the truth, it doesn't really matter, right? But the content of the text message was this: It's like Brian. You've done so much for us. You've helped us out so much. 
I just want you to know, I, I want to make the... How can we help you too, basically. Uh, how can we help you too? Uh, I'm going to tell the story because I think it's really powerful. They offered up their home equity in their home to donate that money, I'm sure as a loan, right? To help out through this process. Now, you know, Brian... It wasn't necessary, wasn't necessary right. But the fact that somebody would offer that, you know, I just thought was amazing like who calls somebody up and says hey you know what i think i'll open up my home equity loan for you if you need it to help the business go because you've done so much for me right? wow you wow know? so that's that that is the, that's the essence of the human spirit coming through right and we we see that more often than not in challenging times you know it would be great to see it in times that were less challenging but but that's okay right because it's there and and it gives it reason and purpose to rise and like that is what keeps hope going. That's what provides inspiration. And I don't know this to be the case because I don't know the person, um, but I don't know that that same experience would have happened if he didn't have those phone calls every night at nine o'clock, right? Connecting with the team, making them know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I think you're definitely, first of all, they wouldn't have had the information. And I, I sure. like, you know, it kind of goes back to the point you made about this is real for me also. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, you know, there's the, there's an ideology certainly in businesses that the business owner is rich, independently wealthy. Right. They, you know, this, they're going to breathe it off, but we're all struggling. And, you know, um, it, uh, it's sometimes there's a jaded perspective, especially in times of prosperity, right. That it's like this person's take laughing all the way to the bank. And that's not the case. When something like this happens, mm -hmm. um, and you know we're calling this unprecedented, but in my in my adult memory, I can think of three times in my life mm -hmm. where this type of pivot right. has happened. And and you know I've been thinking about this for the young people um, that that we come across. Those whippersnappers. Yeah, the whippersnappers. By the way, <laughs> it's John's fifty eighth birthday today. I'll Woo! digress for just a second. Yep. So happy birthday, John. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, but to the but to the whippersnappers, you know, I mean, I can remember the first time um, that I saw people make money and then lose it all was the internet boom in the '90s, late mm -hmm. '90s. Then, obviously, the Twin Towers in um, 2001, mm -hmm. um, and then there was the 2008, yep. you know, real estate, um, financial, real estate crisis. financial crisis. Yep. I guess I want to make some comparisons, or maybe you know kind of paint a picture of how when when you're sort of processing what's happening around us now while the state of the fact that you know this happens to be based on a pandemic you know we're trying to get it together as a world to stop spreading mm -hmm. which is why we're all shutting down um you know what does this remind you the most of and just kind of where where are you in processing this these Big global shifts, um, changes, uh, crises, chaos, remind me first and foremost that life is impermanent mm, and that life is fragile. 100%. That's the first thing, right? Is that what we take for granted as our, our unchanging foundation is actually very, very fragile and impermanent. And we are impermanent. So... Okay, so what, right? So take the time, right? Take the time to prioritize what's important. What I've noticed is that, wow, we as humans consume a lot. Yeah. We consume a lot and we hoard, right? When we get scared. I've seen that, right? And need I need some I toilet need paper. Need some toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Eggs yesterday, there were none. Three yeah. grocery stores, no eggs, wow. right? So that, like, again, that has never happened in my lifetime. That right. I have gone to a grocery store and something wasn't available. Not very interesting. Aisle was empty, you know. So that sets that sets in your mind, and I'm reminded of of what a consumer, you know, company, what a consumer, you know, individuals we are. That we're always taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in. And we do that beyond our needs, way beyond our needs. So this has brought me to a heightened sense of awareness as to what I consume and what I need, right? And how having things in excess 
is not what brings joy and happiness and, and self-acceptance. It's not right. It actually just, it just is like a bandaid on top of things. So I feel like going forward, I'm going to be more aware of what I'm consuming. Right. right. And I think if we all do that, mm-hmm. that helps the planet to be a little bit better place. Yeah. And, and I think just favoring kindness sometimes because you know, everything is impermanent, right? It's like, sometimes you see those posts that say, oh, tell somebody you love them, you know? And you're like, click, and you go on to the next thing in your feed. Right. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. Moments like this. Yeah. It's a reminder that it's like, that is actually the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, all the rest is just fluff. And so let's get our priorities straight. And um, let's, be, let's be good humans. Uh, good humans for ourselves, for each other, and for the planet that we live on. So that that that's sort of the some of the good juice that's rising for me right now, and I and I want to use that not just during this time, but going forward as well. Now I know you're a you know you have a kind of a real girthy background in meditation. Um, I know I said girthy. You said uh, girthy. I know it's de- definitely a dude word. I just feel yeah. like feel like I'm here with my buddies right now. I'm just, just taking it all in. Sorry, everybody that's listening. <laughs> Maybe. In fact, I'm not going to edit this out. I'm no, definitely leave it leaving Gerthy in. Because you know what? But, God knows when you're going to be able to use Gerthy right. again in a podcast. That's the truth. That's the so. truth. That's the truth. But, you know, so you've, you've got a real vast, you know, background in meditation. Um, you know, and, and while all emotions are good and fine and okay, you know, there is, there is a time to, you know, heal, settle, if you will, quiet the mind a little bit you know if i'm one of those people and i and i'm really hearing the noise um and whether that be through taking in too much media or you know what i would say too much yeah i mean i think there's a time right like how much of this do i digest how how much of the tv do i have to watch the news until midnight when they play the same reels over and over again um you know if i'm one of those people who's just feeling like a little overwhelmed right now what are some things that I can do, maybe a practice or um, put in my life to just kind of help maybe quiet that a little bit, ease it, maybe help change the perspective a little bit? Is that something to do? Yeah, no, no. It's a great question. What I've discovered in my life is that stillness or silence is my true north, right? If I don't make some time for stillness and silence, I lose my true north. So there's multiple ways to do that. One obviously is meditation. And although I'm not working at the Chopra Center anymore, I'm gonna give them a plug. They've got a um, free meditation series right now called Hope in Uncertain Times. So it's actually perfectly timed, it's free. Um, You can do it at chopracentermeditation.com. So I just offer that as a resource. Um, Link down in the show notes. Perfect. Second is um, beyond meditation, right? There's breath awareness. That's another amazing tool to create space, conscious, connected breathing, right? Because your breath is what connects your mind to your body. It's the bridge between the two. So when you actually, and we breathe shallow when we're, when we're under stress, when we're anxious, we breathe shallow. So we don't get enough energy inside of us. We, we actually deplete ourselves. Conscious breathing is actually taking in more oxygen than we would otherwise, right? And letting out more than we would otherwise. So, so it's really important to breathe consciously and breathe deeply, especially during these times of anxiety. Next, I would say, you know, take the time to go and women go get a bubble bath, maybe men too, but women go take a bubble bath, like get in, soak in, slow down, put your feet up and just detach from the rest of the world and just give yourself that time and space. The fourth thing I would say is to, and granted, we're somewhat constrained about where we can go right now, but if you can get out, if you can get it out in nature, all the best. If you can only get out in your neighborhood and there's a little bit of nature, it's okay too. But get outside and do what I call it, wander, wander. Don't take a walk with a specific agenda down a specific path for a specific time period and then measure yourself on your phone. No, this. (laughs) (laughs) How many know how many steps I took today if I don't measure it? That's the doing. That's the doing, right? I'm trying to get you out of the doing and into the being. So when you just go out to wander, right, you go out with no agenda. 
And you just let yourself move. Just let yourself move, even if it's around your block. You would be surprised at that space alone creates so much inspiration up here. Creativity starts flowing. Intuition starts flowing. Instinct comes to the surface. And all that's always there for you. But you've so, you're so jammed up up here that you can't even let that out. So literally wandering around with no intention is one of the best ways to help facilitate that space you're talking about. And we all need that. We all need that because that's our true north. That's our, our guidepost for knowing where to go, when to go, and what to do. Don't tell Chris this, but one of my favorite things that happens during the day if we're in the same room is his, he has an alarm on his phone that tells, us, tells him that we have to take 10 deep breaths. And sometimes I happen to be in the room when it goes off, and I'm like, oh, we get to do 10 deep breaths. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I like it enough that I want to be around when it happens, but I guess I don't like it enough to put it on my own phone. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's super interesting just because as I'm listening, you know, the, the I, I always have a cynical voice on one side of my head, right? So for years, I dismissed all of the things that you just talked about, you know, because... You know, if it's to be, it's up to me. Um, you, well, I got to do, do, do. You know, mm-hmm. that that whole kind of, you know, thing that we sort of get brought up in. And, I, you know, I like where you started about, you know, in a pivot or a time of transition or a shift. It gives us a space. What did you say here? Um, oh, where did it go? Oh, ah, never. Oh, a pause is an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Inside of that pause, um, and I was actually glad that you started out with excitement. You said, you know, if you're feeling excited right now, like mm-hmm. we've actually been kind of yeah. been really excited about because I remember all the stuff we got to yeah. do. Yeah. Because I mean, I remember living through 2001 and 2008 and, yeah. and there were always very good years after that. Mm-hmm. That that was always true. Um, you had to you had to navigate the time. I mm-hmm. mean, there were times when I remember not being able to pay bills and. Then I just stopped paying bills altogether. <laughs> like for, I mean, it was sort of like one of those things like, oh, actually Whatever. nobody comes and gets you. It was the weirdest, you know, it was <laughs> like, you know, you don't, you don't actually go to jail if you're late on this thing. Yeah. And, um, I, I know that's, that might sound like somebody maybe listening <laughs> going, what's wrong with this guy? But there were times where I could not pay bills, you know, after the 2008 deal and um, I look back on that and I go, how free I was mm-hmm. for, for 15 minutes, you know, when I could sort of like, hey, I don't even have any money to give you, dude, you know? Yeah. Um, and, th- you know, and then after that, it was like, well, what, what was the mindset then? It was like, now that I am back at work and I have the ability to be there, I'm going to serve my guest to the absolute best of my ability, what what looked like in 2006, what looked like an inconvenience because I was busy buying jet skis, you know, or you whatever. Had a jet ski? Well, we had lots of different uh. things. Now, like that person in my chair is the only thing I'm thinking about, you know? Yeah. And so, and so that's, you know, I, I'm entering this feeling excited and then I started to feel some guilt around because <laughs> I'm so excited and everybody's freaking out. And then I kind of realized like, you know, um, if everybody's freaking out, one of the best things I could do is bring on, bring on somebody who can talk a little bit about, talk me off the ledge, you know, to, to help people to kind of recognize and realize that, yeah, while this is definitely a crisis, um, the whole world seems to be feeling it. I, I think it looks like it's going to leave some repercussions, but if, if what usually happens happens, mm-hmm. and, I, and I believe it always does, we'll come out the other side of this thing and we'll be changed and better and, you know, um, uh, for it. Yeah, no, I, I, the same thing happened to me, by the way, in 2006 is like we ended up having to short sell our house and it was like, you know, it was a really scary time and I was attached to my house and I felt so like so much pain and I felt embarrassed and I felt all these crazy things during that time. And it felt like this is it. This is everything that exists. Right. And now here we are 10 years later and I have like, I started back at ground at zero, at ground zero. And I'm like, rebuild, 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 rebuild. That's what we're all capable of. Right. That's why, you know, all change is impermanent. And so we are going to we're, we're, we've transitioned into this and we're going to transition out of it. 
you know, and you know it, the older you get, the more cycles you see, the more cycles you see, you know that this is how it works, right? The stock, I don't care whether it's the stock market or it's nature. Nature's doing the exact same thing, right? They're creating, destroying, recreating, creating, destroying, recreating. I mean, look at the trees, look at, look at birds, look at anything in nature. It's doing it naturally. It's inherent in, in the world. So, so we get to be a mirror to nature. We get to go through this, experience it, come out on the other side, right? And, and this too shall rise is what I would say. And, and so, yeah, so no guilt feeling excitement right now. And maybe you could spread a little bit of that is what I would say, because other people want to feel that too. So if I'm, you know, I, I want to be, I want people to have some strategies for how yeah. know, they can weather this. Yeah. And a couple of things that you've said so far was one, breathe, right? Get some, get some air in your lungs, a little bit more than you might normally take in and breathe out a little bit more than you might have breathed out in the past. Um, a quiet space, some silence. Um, you know, you, you use the language and I love that. It helps you find your true north. Um, you also earlier had posted a, you posed a couple of questions. And I want to revisit those questions if we could. Thank you. Because I think they were such great questions that I want to make sure we include yeah. them in the notes. Thank you. So, you know, what were those questions again that we need to ask ourselves? Yeah. So one, what possibilities exist for me right now? What possibilities exist for me right now? What's the best that could happen? Right. So that's a complete shift from, oh, why is this happening to me to what's the best that could happen? Well, that's I was I was just going to say, you know, if if you really listen, there are a lot of people that that out there that uh, a lot of great thinkers say, if you really listen to yourself deeply, you're always asking yourself questions. What am I going to do? How am I going to get by? How are we going to get through this? What's going to happen? Oh, my God, am I going to get this thing, too? We're always asking questions, and what you're proposing is is rather than just allowing these questions to pop up, making a shift and deciding the questions you're going to ask yourself. Perfectly said, Chris. So as you manage your mind, right, you ask better questions, mm -hmm. right? They're sure. not ego-based questions. They're questions that are in service to humanity. The right. third one is how can I serve? How can I be in service to others? And what I like about these questions, and you know, this was something I was taught a while back. Um, these are what I would call forward-focused questions, right? Because they require a positive response, right? They require I take some action that's affirmative, that's positive, that's forward-seeking, and and I love that. So thank you. And here's the here's the belief that I carry, is that everything is available to me right now. Mm -hmm. Everything is available to me right now. And I get to choose moment to moment to moment to moment. Okay? That means that if I, if I feel scared right now, I don't have to feel scared in five minutes. That means that if I feel constrained and, and, and pained with respect to my finances, I can make a different choice right now. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden a million dollars shows up, but if I make a different choice, I might increase the opportunity for more money to show up in my life, right? So it's, a, it's coming from that place of empowerment, right? That everything's available to me right now and I get to choose moment to moment. You know, I want to talk about that for just a, a smidge more because I think that that kind of ties into what Chris said something earlier, which is that's one of those things you hear that you just don't believe, right? And, until you get to that point. Now you uh, said, you uh, know, uh, I, I've uh, gotten to that uh, point uh, now where, uh, you know, I actually, and I'm not, you know, I'm going to be silly here for a minute. I'm actually going to believe this hookum, right? You know, because I've heard this before. I've heard this motivational speaker uh -huh. say it. I've read it someplace uh -huh. before. Uh -huh. I've read a quote. It's all a bunch of crap. Everything that's available to me isn't available to me because uh -huh. if it was, I wouldn't right. be here. Right. right, right, right. And then you cross this chasm. You cross this divide, and you come to the other side, and you realize that what you just said is true. For those who are still struggling and think it's hokum, right? Talk a little bit about what that journey to the other side, and I, I'm using that poor, probably uh -huh. poor vocabulary, uh -huh. but talk a little bit more about that journey across that chasm to know this is actually true. You can actually make these choices that will benefit you in the long run. And yeah, I don't have that million dollars. That's not what's available to you, but that doesn't really solve all your problems anyways, believe it or not. Right. Correct, correct. So I think that um, if you were to, if you were sort of stuck let's say, in the questions and asking questions that were fear-based and that were kind of spiraling you down a little bit. And you wrote down, write the answers. 
to those questions down on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Write them down. So is that where you want to go? Is that what you want to live into? So in other words, if I write down, am I going to die from the coronavirus? <laughs> I can uh, find an answer. Right? Yeah, I can yeah, find right, an answer. Right. right. Do I want to write yes? Heck no, I don't. <laughs> right. If you write down no, yeah. okay, then what choices are you going to make in order to not die from the coronavirus? Well, sure. I'm going to stay safe. I'm going to eat healthy foods. I'm going to get good sleep. I'm going to, you know, like... And right. so those are the choices that are available to you. When I say choices are available moment to moment, right? That's what's available to you, right? If you choose, no, I don't want to die because of the coronavirus, right? Yeah. So, so you, you actually can create your own story out of it. And I think like, I also hear people sometimes say, oh, that's Pollyanna and you're just like right. this positive and da, 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 right? I hear that. Mm -hmm. But what I know from, per and I only speak from personal experience, yeah. right? Sure. Is that even like, I think about like, I'll say like the power of intention, right? intention is all you need people are like no you have to start taking action you have to like make it happen it's it's like actually i'm gonna tell you no i i what i have lived in my life that that is not true and it could be something i remember sitting in um by a pool in 2013 mm -hmm. Talking to a girlfriend saying, I really want to buy a house, right? So I had short sailed my house four or five years earlier. So my credit wasn't quite there yet. I didn't have the down payment. And I was like, so I want, she's like, tell me about the house you want to buy. So I described the whole thing in full detail. She was just <laughs> writing it down, right? Yeah. We never talked about it again, right? Come 2016, a given set of circumstances have occurred. I actually have the down payment that I, I never thought I would have. Like it came from like a place I never thought it would come. Right, I, I got a life partner who decided to go in with me on the house. And guess what? I've been a homeowner for four years now. Like, yeah. I'm just telling you again and again and again, if you just get crystal clear and single focused on your attention, right? Your actions will auto align to that intention. That's why they say you don't have to force or control it through. Sure. Because if that intention is clear and, and focused enough, all your actions will, will auto align to that intention, right? And, and, and everything around you will support you in getting there. And I only say that because it's happened again and again and again, yet still today when it happens, I'm like, wow. You're surprised or you're right. Yes, Sarah, of course it happened. Yeah, because, <laughs> because the way I'm going to just use the word life because life tends to work outside of the life? scope that we understand. All of it. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like things happen and I, I don't necessarily have to understand how it will happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, but it does happen. And, and by the way, to our listeners, Sarah's a homeowner in California, which means she bought five homes everywhere else. <laughs> 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 <It's>, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, man, this is a great discussion so far. I I, I want to tap into the the uh, health um, understanding that you have and and kind of bring some perspective to, you know. Obviously, I'm an enormous fan of mindset. You know, John's. Mm. John, I mean, just it demonstrates an incredible feat of mindset daily. Um, as I watch him work and live life and, you know, manage all the things he does. Um, with that said, there's also the reality of, you know, as you kind of view this thing from your lens and, you know, take in the information that you take in, as far as safety goes, you know, what, what should people be kind of, obviously this is all opinion based and, you know, but what should people be believing, doing, um, not doing, uh, you know, during times like this as well? Obviously, the whole thing's new. Yeah, so that is a question that probably doesn't have a precise definitive answer. Sure, so yeah. I think one thing is tuning in a little bit to yourself and saying, like, we used to do this, this check-in at Chober Center where you're going to experience something, and is it yum or is it yuck? Like, how elementary is that? Is it, does it feel yum or does it feel yuck? Right? And if there's any inclination that it feels yuck, choose something else, right? So that's so, it doesn't take a PhD. It doesn't take, I don't have to be a, a food specialist or a you know, nutritionist to do, is it yum or is it yuck, right? And, and, and that shows up in my mind and it shows up in my, in my gut, right? That whether it's yum or, or, and in my heart, is it yum or yuck? Mm -hmm. And that I would say is the most general way and the easiest way to determine your choices, right? Going forward in this 
in this period of time. I, you know, I think it's fair to be conservative in in your your choices to connect face to face with people and and you know get outside. I think it's fair to be a little conservative, right? And we're in a we're in a wait and see mode right now, right? We're all just watching stats and we are we're being safe. So but I think in a relatively short period of time, you know, what that is, whether it's 30 days, two weeks, we, we don't know exactly, right? But but in you know we're going to keep evolving. We're going to keep moving. And, and as we move, more and more information is going to come forward, right? But my strategy in my life has been to play it fairly conservative. And, you know, if the advice is that's coming from the respected resources is, you know, shelter in and, and maintain eight feet of distance, then I'm going to do that, right? Because what we know is that this too will change. And so like, just, I would think just be with it. But what I would what I would just caution you against is getting, you know, overly fear-based and um, spreading drama and spreading um, uh, more fear out in the world. Like, it's okay to to express facts and 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 true observations, but don't put more drama out there in the world. There's already a whole lot of it, right? And it 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 sends people down rabbit holes. Um, so I would say just trust, you know, respected, researched scientific organizations and the data they're coming forward with. And then, and then every day, right? Just check in with yourself. Is this feel yum or yuck in this decision? And, and be guided by that. Cause you know, a lot of that's tapping into your intuition. It's tapping into kind of that inner knowingness that it's like, this is right for me, or this is wrong for me. Um, but I think you have to respect the guidelines that are being put out right now, even if you disagree with them. And there's a, a contingency that thinks it's it's ridiculous, right? We know that. Um, but but I think like there's no real damage in just respecting these guidelines right now, and 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 knowing that they're gonna they're gonna pass. It's just gonna happen. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, you know, as we kind of, I mean, I'm watching the time blow by as, as it always does when we have great people on and uh, we just blew past an, almost an hour. And, and so I know as we're kind of winding down, I guess I wanted to bring just one more practical practice um, out if, if, of you if I could. And that would be, and John and I missed it because we were podcasting with somebody. But I, I know when you were in New York, you kind of opened and led the group through a little mini meditation um, and this would be for somebody who maybe when, when you say, this is, this is the old me that when you say breathe, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, how do I disconnect when I'm inside of a day where life is coming at me? I'm home with the kids now because school is closed and all this stuff's going on. Um, how do I create a fast, practical practice where I can kind of disconnect for whether that be 30 seconds or you know, a couple of breaths. What does that look like if I'm not a meditation expert? Uh, for me, I will give you my number one practice, and I have multiple practices, but my number one practice in moments of anxiety, fear, is a particular breathing technique. And I don't remember which one we did on our podcast last time, but um, did we do alternate nostril breathing? We didn't do it on the podcast. I know that you opened with the group and we didn't get a chance to, John and I didn't have the opportunity. This was at the Erosio event. Yeah. So, so we missed it, but I had heard you did a breathing activity and we were super jealous that we didn't get to see it. Mm -hmm. Can we do that one now? Yeah. Let's do, let's do it. it. Okay. So this breathing technique is my favorite one and it's called, it has a funky name. It's called alternate nostril breathing. And in the ancient Sanskrit language, it's called Nadi Shodhana. So the idea is that you have two nadis or channels that, that run on either side of your body. So we also have two nostrils, right? So the idea is to use those two nostrils in alternating methods um, as a part of your breathing. The purpose of this kind of breath is to calm and clear and ground the mind, all right? So, and we're gonna kind of see, and I'm gonna have you articulate how you feel at the end of this exercise, because it's like the impact's immediate, right? It's not something we have to do 25 times. We can do it once and get the impact. Okay. So we're gonna do this in a, in a real simple, there's different ways that you can do the hands, but we're gonna keep it as simple as possible. So one thumb is gonna go on one nostril, and you can put one or two fingers on the other nostril, okay? One is okay too, yep. whatever's easy for you, right? And just think of you switch it back and forth, right? Yep. Easy, okay. 
So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a couple of rounds of this. We're going to inhale. Just listen first. We're going to inhale through the right nostril to a count of four. Right. We're going to hold our breath at the top of that breath to a count of four. We're going to close off that nostril. We're going to open the left nostril. We're going to exhale through that nostril to the count of four. And then we're going to inhale through that same nostril, hold at the top of the breath, and exhale through the other. So inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four. Changing sides perfectly. So let's do it. So let's 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 seal off our right nostril and breathe in your left to a count of four. Two, three, four, hold at the top of your breath. Three, four, seal off your left nostril, close your right, open your right one, exhale. Two, three, four. Inhale, same nostril. Two, three, four. Hold at the top. Two, three, four. Open your left nostril. Exhale. Two, three, four. Inhale through your right nostril. Left nostril, sorry, left nostril. Hold at the top. Two, three, Four, open your right nostril, seal your left, exhale. Two, three, four, two more, close your eyes. Inhale through your right. Count of four, hold at the top. Two, three, four, seal your right, open your left, exhale. Two, three, four, inhale through your left. Hold at the top. Seal the left, open the right, exhale. And just sit still for a second and breathe. Breathe in through your nostrils. Notice how it feels. Notice your mind. Notice your body. And when it's comfortable, open your eyes. That's great. Yeah, it was awesome. How easy is that? It's wicked easy, as we say in Massachusetts. It's wicked easy. Wicked easy. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you notice? Um, I didn't notice that I wasn't, my mind was not working until you said, you know, something about my thoughts, about your mind. Up until that moment, there was nothing running through my head. Mm. You know, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't even aware that there was nothing going through my head. Maybe because I was so conscious about doing it right. <laughs> it's a practice, right? Yeah. So keep doing it. Notice also, how does it feel right now when you inhale and exhale? It feels good. It feels smooth. Yeah. It got progressively easier as I did it. It became less of a, a conscious thought and more of it was just kind of happening. And I don't know if this was the intent or not, but maybe you want to take a nap. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that was good. Let's take a nap. Yeah. Because well, you're in a restful state. Yeah, I was in a restful state. I'm ready for a nap. You know, it's it's interesting. And I've done that technique of breathing before. But, mm -hmm. but what I wasn't aware of is what I got so focused on your counting mm -hmm. that it cleared everything else out. Yeah. My mind just wasn't What thinking. time is it? How yeah. much longer do we have on the podcast? Blah, blah, blah. Like all, cause my, my mind is always working when we're sitting here doing this, right? The camera's back there. I got to, you know, move the camera. And all of a sudden I, I didn't realize it until you said that. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of brought attention to the quiet that comes, mm -hmm. but all of that stuff that I was literally thinking 60 seconds ago. Yeah was like was disappeared and while we were counting the only thing i was thinking about was the counting and sort of in a way am i you know like what my which nostril i was closing the point is is everything else went away yeah and yeah. when you close your eyes that's another really important part of it because you take your awareness from out here to in here right. and that actually has a settling effect as well so that's why it's it's important close your eyes so the people do people think it's weird if I do this when I'm driving home at night? No, they think you're picking your nose. <laughs> <laughs> every and yeah, and everybody, everybody, every, 
everybody loves to pull up next to the guy picking his nose. So, you know, a lot of times I'm that guy. Don't do it while you're driving. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. Um, man, this is great. I mean, uh, there's so, I mean, I just feel so good about this conversation and the content that, you know, we've covered. Yeah. Um, John, what, what's on your mind as far as do we have any kind of final questions uh, th that are burning or should we? You know, I don't, I, I'm just going to vomit, yeah. um, word vomit. Um, I want to thank you because this was great, yeah. you know, and I'm going to be totally selfish. I hope that our audience got something out of this, but I got a lot out of this today. So I want to say thank you for making my day better. So, you know, thanks very much. If the rest of you didn't get anything else out of this. You weren't listening, but um, I did. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It was yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, Sarah, I'm going to pitch it to you in just a second, but I want to make sure the audience knows how to find you. And I guess I want to ask you a selfish question for you. So I know you coach um, business leaders. I want to say exclusively female if i'm not mistaken am i no incorrect not, not about exclusively that? female uh okay. actually i have a lot of women clients but i have men clients as well so i okay. i yeah equal opportunity and so in what circumstances would i reach out to you if i if i loved what i heard and i'm looking for somebody maybe some guidance what are the what what type you know kind of give us a little snapshot of what you do and so I do a few different things. So one is one-to-one -one virtual coaching. So I coach people all over the planet in, in helping them to look inward at their own tools, resources, um, their own natural talents that they have and how to call those forward in service to their leadership. So I'm really teaching you to look in here before you go out there, right? That's my, my kind of foundational principle is before you go out, go in. Awesome. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm teaching them to do. So one of the methodologies I do that with is, is Gallup Strengths. So I'm a certified Gallup Strengths coach. And so we, we, we have folks take an assessment, understand what their talents are. They're kind of their God-given talents. And then their talents are the ways that they bring their leadership to life. So we really help them to lean into what they're naturally good at um, and what their, what their DNA tells them is like, this is how you should lead because this is the kind of person that you are. And we refine that for them and help them to become better and better at bringing forth leadership that is authentic to who they are. So that's one thing. Then I do team trainings. So I take that same Gallup, Gallup uh, strengths information and bring it out in a team environment. Um, and then finally, I'm, and I'm doing a lot of that virtually these days because that's teams are not meeting so much in person anymore. So I do a lot of virtual team training mm -hmm. and then speaking engagements and podcasts and, and other fun things like this, just to kind of get the word out. Uh, but yeah, that's, and that's what I'm doing. And, and as a part of my meditation, we do, as, excuse me, as a part of my coaching, we do mind body practices, um, mindfulness, meditation to the degree that the client is comfortable with that, right? We bring it into, to, into the space where they're, where we can meet them where they're at. And, um, how do people find you? We'll, we'll list those, um, uh, at the end of this podcast, but webpage, Instagram, Facebook, how, uh, how do we get to hold of you? So Instagram is intelligence coaching. That's my handle, my website, intelligence coaching, um, I'm, a, I'm on Facebook at Sarah Kelly Harvey and also uh, Sarah Harvey on, um, LinkedIn. So you can find me on any of the platforms and, um, there's obviously a way to connect to me. You can connect to me through my website. There's a contact us informa uh, information form you can fill out. Uh, you can get a half hour call for free if that's helpful to you. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I, I encourage anybody that, that loves this stuff and, and wants to tap into, what they're naturally good at and the resources they have available to them at every single moment of every single day. And I'd be happy to help them do that in service to their leadership. That's amazing. And so knowing that we have an audience of uh, anywhere from uh, cosmetology school students, so we have young people all the way through, you know, every stage of their career, uh, anything you feel like we left on the table or just any uh, parting words you'd like to leave us with? I mean, all, what I would leave you with is my tagline, right? Which is before you go out, go in, like take the time to look inside, see what's there, trust your gut, trust your instinct, and then go out and conquer the world. And you'll have everything you need to be wildly successful. Thank That's you for beautiful. that. Thank you very much. 
Every time we have one of these conversations, I walk away with a little bit more than I knew before I came in, and I love that about these podcasts. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we also walk away with a lot of gratitude to our listeners. Um, there, I, we, we hate to ask, but we know there's a few things we need to ask for. I don't hate asking. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Hey, for those of you who haven't heard me ask before, five-star reviews. You got the phone in your hand. It's down by your lap. I don't care where it is, but it's not that far away from you. Five-star reviews. You know you want to do it. You know you love this podcast. Share it with the world because every time you create a five-star review, an angel gets his wings. Did you know that? (laughs) Yep. And while that angel's getting his wings, it helps us move up. Um, you know, it helps us get more noticed in the podcast world, helps share the message. And if you're really being served by this, which we hope you are, um, you know, we'd love for you to share that with some other salon owners. The other thing we're going to ask you to do is to follow us on Instagram at 124.go, as well as Facebook. We're going to get more active on our Facebook page. And so if you're a Facebooker, then uh, follow us on Facebook at 124.go. And um, if you're a grammar, please tag us in your stories and we'll do the same Uh, in hours. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Bye.